Hey guys, it's Cynthia telling you to listen to Vanzig Studios music podcast. Ew, you owe me five bucks for your crusty friends. Welcome to Vanzig Studios music podcast. This podcast is for bands, musicians, super fans of bands, people that fucking love music, because that's what I like to do. My name is Mickey Squeeze, and I am the guitar player for Midnight Mob and Misfit Saints. I'm also a curator for Reverb Nation, uh, ReverbNation.com. Go visit. What the fuck does that mean? Well, all that means is that I am a physical human being that listens to music of unsigned bands looking to further their career, either to get on a festival or meet with labels or hook up with a photographer or um, get on a podcast actually of some sorts I could actually put my podcast out there and have people and promote it that way and get interviews in that light um, but I am a person that actually listens to the music and either gives it kind of a thumbs up or a thumbs down uh, meaning thumbs up it sounds pretty good thumbs down means still needs a little work uh, this podcast really is about constructive criticism I feel like there's no real outlet for that you kind of talk to your friends family and they're gonna give you a biased opinion and then you're going to dick around with your band, and they're going to give you all sorts of self-centered opinions. I want to be that sixth man, so to speak, the tiebreaker, uh, that has no affiliation to anybody. And this way I can be very uh, focused. And I'm doing this with my buddy Carl. Uh, she is a bass player for Midnight Mob and bass player for Misfit Saints, as well as a singer for Misfit Saints. Misfit Saints is kind of like her pet project um, that we're kind of going forward with at the moment since Midnight Mob is on an indefinite hiatus. Okay, so basically I just want to try to further careers and create a community um, of bands, musicians, labels, whoever uh, is in the industry that can talk to people. I want to say, hey, you should meet this guy. This guy's really awesome. He's looking for this. And hey, you should hook up with this band. You sound just like them. And I know you're trying to break into Ohio area. So, you know, I can make that work through my little channels of people that I have known over like the 10 years of going hard as a band on the run, so to speak. Um, so if you want, you could check me out at vanzigstudios.com. You can hear other episodes. You can listen to um, music that I'm promoting of other bands. Uh, I have a Spotify account called Vanzig Studios, and that's what I basically use for everything. I use Vanzig Studio, um, I use Spotify. I use Reverb Nation when you submit to opportunities, and I use email. So if you want, send an email to me, airheads at vanzigstudios.com, and just let me know, you know, introduce yourself and let me know what you want. And then maybe we could hook up and do like a phone interview, uh, like a podcast episode, or if you just want to have like a private conversation, just as an ear on your music to give you some non-biased opinion. I've done that before, and actually it's pretty friggin' cool um, to hear the results of that. So. And you can take it or you can leave it. It's free. I'm not charging anything. I put money out of my own pocket to do this to help bands because it is a dogfight in the music industry. You gotta hustle. Uh, this episode of Vanzig Studios is Carly and I were talking. I'm recycling an episode from a year ago. I had to take off a year from doing this podcast, basically. I can't believe it's a year already. Um, Do a lot of personal stuff, plus COVID stuff. Uh, I guess financial stuff, all sorts of things kind of happened in this one year. And I'm trying to, I'm just getting back up above water again. And I really, really want to pursue 
um, this podcast that I initially put out there when Midnight Mob stopped touring. Uh, so please hit me up and let's talk. Uh, but this episode is a recycling of last year's episode, the last one in March. I interviewed Carly regarding the Misfit Saints EP that came out March last year, 2020. Unbelievable. And we couldn't do anything because of COVID. So it just kind of just sat there and still sitting there. And now we're kind of starting to do some shows here and there. But it is what it is. So check this out. This is the more edited version piece. But before we start, I just want to let you know, we're using an iPad Mini 3 uh, with uh, Cubasis, L- uh, Cubasis 2. And we're using the, which microphones are these? The Shure? The what? Shure 50, the Super 55. Yeah, you know, the Frank Sinatra stuff, like the old school. Fly me to the That's right. And then we're using a Steinberg yeah. uh, UR44 for our inputs. And what are we drinking today? And today we're drinking uh, rum and gingers. At, oh, you didn't put a peach splash on yours? No, you have peach splash? Uh, yeah, we got the Israeli peach still. Israeli. As long as it's Israeli, I only, only want to be cultural. Oh, nice. I think it's Israeli. I think it has like Hebrew on it or something. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, it gives it a little like, uh, you know, Hawaiian tropic, uh, tropic thunder flavor. It's nice. I like the splash when it, when it hits the liquids. Yeah, it's and then, it, nice. and then it, it yeah. simmers down. And you just rock the load into yeah, a yeah, liquid. Yeah, yeah, it rocks the boat <laughs> while rocking a load. Well, cheers, Carl. Cheers. Boy, I was not a clanky clank. Nah. That's more like we, we knocked uh, some wooden <laughs> sandals around. Some what? Danish clogs. Like we smashed windshields <laughs> and neither of them broke. <laughs> like, I'm going to hit you with my windshield, not if I hit you first. I guess the full glasses, that's kind of what the sound they make yeah. then. That's good. They should be full. I think so. Right. Um, we're also rocking extremely cheap XLR cables from Guitar Center. Um, I was tr- almost upsold, but I would not do it because I know I for this purpose is no point. And they're fifteen dollar twenty foot cables. Yeah. But but I like the setup. I think so. Yeah. So we're in a recording space where we do the midnight mob practice, Misfit Saints practice. We're sitting on mismatching fold out stool. Well, one's a fold out stool. One's an Ikea stool, like the really cheap one that's $5. Mm-hmm. We have her foam on the drum set stool um, with the microphone just kind of plopped next to it. And that's a, a sure... I think it's a 57. I think it is a 57 too with the on-off switch, um, which karaoke is on. Karaoke on, karaoke yeah. off. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we're set up for mobile, so we could just kind of rock out and we want to go to people's shows and kind of do podcasts, people's shows, talk to bands. I want to bring the van. I want to do the podcast in the van if possible. We want to get you in the van. Yeah, in the back of the van. And anyway, so we were just talking about new Misfit Saints material because you haven't heard the original stuff yet. Yeah. So um, I guess, Carly, just give the history of the Misfit Saints material, and that will lead into what the hell we were just okay, talking yeah, about. Okay, yeah, yeah. So long story short. Um, give what, a time period. What year, what year did Honest Brutal come out? 16. 2016. Okay. So, uh, before 2016 even, I was writing a bunch of random songs that were supposed to be Midnight Mob songs, but they just weren't translating right. So I didn't really do anything with them. Then uh, our singer, Blackie, was having a lot of issues with her voice for our last album in 2016, Honest Brutal Glorious. So it was taking really, really long time to like finish that EP and like just finish... All that stuff. So in in downtime between like 
you know, my bass was recorded, guitars were all recorded, drums, everybody's instruments were done, and we were just trying to get the vocals going. So in that that slowdown time, I used the same producer, Dave Caggiano, and did these Misfit Saints demos. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, Dave. Uh, and then I didn't do anything with them because Honest Brutal was finally finished as soon as the Misfit Saints stuff was finished. They finished exactly a week apart. Oh, really? Yeah, they finished like a week apart. Oh, I don't know. Honest Brutal finished, and then a week later, Misfit Saints finished. Because mm. Dave was like, you know, the Honest Brutal's got to come first. I was like, well, yeah, obviously, I want that done first. Like, I've been waiting like... Forever. Yeah, the Misfit Saints stuff took like less than a summer to, to put that together. But then, yeah, they finished at the same time. Uh, we picked up, you know, with the Midnight Mobs stuff, doing festivals, shows, all this. So the, the Misfit States stuff, just, it got pushed to the background. That which, was all of 16 and half of 17. Yeah. And then um, when uh, Blackie was having more vocal issues and things slowed down again, I asked Squeeze, hey, do you want to do this project? Because, like, I've had these songs sitting around for, like, a year now. And they're recorded. Everything's cool. So he's like, yeah, cool. So we start doing the project. And then as soon as he jumps on it, it starts to sound different from the uh, the recordings. So we re-recorded them, and that's the stuff that's out now on Spotify. But the old recordings, I still have them. Right. So when we were talking about the old recordings, one of them we've been we're going to be including in the set, uh, and they are played differently from the recording. Definitely through with Rainbow is the drummer. Rain, yeah, Rainbow is the drummer. So, and there's just a different spin on them, on kind of how we're doing them. So Carly was saying, you know, I spent the money to record those. You know, should I just put it out just to make use of it because they are quality recorded, um, and maybe record re-record them in the future at some point in time. Yeah. So that is the thought as of now. So what do you think? Well, of the of the songs that were previously recorded, the only one that got redone was Shotgun Radio. Right. So technically, Shotgun could be released as like the demo version, mm. but I don't even feel like doing it because like the actual version just came out like a month ago. So it's like weird to just be like, "Oh, listen to this demo," even yeah. though you barely know the You're song. Basically, that just pissing came in your cereal. Yeah. So the only song we've really retouched of the original bunch has been same old story and it's not wildly different no it's not it kept it pretty much the same it's pretty close enough that it's passable and if you do see it live you probably wouldn't even notice the differences no we would only notice because we're just in it all the time but the recording quality of that one and people who do hear that one like before this stuff came out on Spotify people heard that one and they were asking why it wasn't put out ah so people so. are asking why isn't that one out why right. can't i listen to that when that one's radio ready blah 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 you know yeah. that one's got the hoods they want the ones that put out yeah they, they wanted to put out but nope. she's she's classy yeah she's no she's sleuth. a dame to remember <laughs> she's a dirty broad but uh yeah everyone hears that one and they love that one mm. that's why i'm like mm. i really do like that recording i think it's good I think the way we do it is different, but it's not different enough to be like, they're two different songs. I think, Carl, you should put it out if you want to put it out. I think Because I in the end, I, when you write music and you record music, do what you want to do, right? Because in the end, 
like if you're like I'm gonna be you know I want to be like a super popular band and all that kind of stuff the, the chance of you being like super popular with your music that you put out you have probably more of a chance of getting punched in the face from a gorilla from space God, I hope that happens. Yeah, I know. It's pretty... I don't even give a shit about being famous. I just don't get punched in well, the face. Well, if there's a bunch of space gorillas, you know, it's difficult. But you, So you put it out if you love it. If you want to do it, I say you do it. I say don't overthink it. Because I think a lot of bands overthink so much stuff. And it gets changed so many times. Yeah. And then before you know it, it comes out and they're like kind of so overthought. They're like, I don't even care about it anymore. Yeah. I think I made a decision. But I'm going to leave it as a cliffhanger for the listeners. I like that. It's a good movie, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to leave it as a tremor. Oh. (laughs) He's lurking underground. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Bacon's going to show up any minute now. So my overall question. All right. So the recording with Misfit Saints, these four tracks. um, Well, well, four tracks, right? Including the first track. The Uh, first track? 40 ounce. Yeah, 40. The funniest part of that, that literal recording that is used on the EP... Is from my phone that was broken. Like, one of the speakers was broken. Yeah. And I recorded it on my phone in my old apartment. So there's a random point in the recording, too, where you hear some spoons clanking from the kitchen upstairs and all this shit. And I was like, Dave, I want to do something with this. I don't know. Maybe turn it into, like, a thing. He's like, no, let's just leave it as is. Yeah, I agree. I think that was the best thing to do for it. Yeah. It really really makes me want to drink a four. What I kind of wish happened with that was that it faded out halfway through then when the ep was over it came back in it faded the other half faded up that would have been cool that's that would be the one thing that i wanted to hear from it because i because it's a i don't know it's something you listen to to be like all right this is this is a cool little like random thing yeah you don't you don't put it on and be like wow this song is amazing i want to hear it again it's just like oh i heard it yeah it's like (laughs) when bands throw those random doodads at like the end of the track and they put it at like the 17th minute yeah like one of those things and it, but it's cool I mean you yeah. skip to listen to it every time it's like they, they make a pretty ballad out of nowhere it's like she was a pretty whore and then it ends and you're yeah. just like wow that was that's cool yeah I don't need to hear it again <laughs> like I got it yeah, she's definitely still a whore people with 40 it's like oh that's that's cool I don't need to hear it again <laughs> so outside of uh, that track track two is shotgun radio mm-hmm so let's go in order. Uh, what's your well? What's your take on the overall EP uh, in general? How are your feelings uh, on what it sounds like, and you know, general. I think I think it whatever ended up sounding much better than I thought it was gonna, because based on so the, you had low expectations. Well, I had different <laughs> expectations because the the original this is again the original demos that Dave did in 2016. Oh, true. Were more pop dude that was like candy out of my ass yeah it was very pop i think that's why same old story is the only one that really translates well i think so too because it does fit with the stuff that's out now Mm -hmm. but it still has a little more that like glossy finish to it sure but like when we first started i was like all right it's either gonna end up being too clean or it's gonna end up being too shit because i'm not gonna be able to explain it well enough be like yeah make it sound shittier like, just make it sound shittier. But like, and then eventually it's going to just be a big pile of shit. But, but that's with what like I asked a sticker for. on it. Like, yeah. if you covered my shit with a bunch of Pokemon stickers, I want it kind of like that. But the yeah. hologram ones. So, yeah, my expectations were either... I, I, I'm, I knew I wasn't going to be able to explain it right. So it's either going to be, like, too candy-ass 
or it was gonna be a literal pile of shit because right, right, right. I I would be like yeah just like make it like worse yeah. like <laughs> it's not that it's too good because uh, there's no such thing but like just make it sound like bad yeah. you know no there is definitely <laughs> something in that when I hear a lot of stuff and I'm like hearing things it's like from a band that makes things sound too clean too pretty yeah even though it's like distorted guitars and all that kind of stuff and you're like oh man i think you need to throw some mud on those jeans but then there's also the opposite where they went too shitty yeah but it doesn't mean the music is shitty they just because there are a lot of bands i really like their stuff i really like their songwriting just the way they choose to finish it off comes out like super like too lo-fi yeah where it like ruins the song and they didn't do themselves justice yeah and that's what i was worried about i was like it's either gonna it, it's either gonna be too pretty or just like too like bottom of the barrel trash can like Oscar's taking a shit on it. Yeah, but, gotcha. But it, it came out good. It came out right down the middle. All right, so for Shotgun Radio, is there anything in particular that you would like to change? That that hearing it back now, done. No, I like how that one, how that one uh, fluttered. Okay. Yeah, because uh, that's that's the second uh, track two. Oh, no, no, I was saying Shotgun, that's the second version that came out of it. That's very true. Because the first version, what always pissed me off was there's no, there was no bridge. Yeah, it was just like a made-up thing. Yeah, because I didn't have a bridge, and then it was time to record, and he's like, oh, just like don't record one. Yeah, if anything, this I'm was like, definitely oh, okay. more done. Yeah, so yeah. I like that. It was like, oh, there's a bridge. It's, it's a song now. Um, okay, so then the song after that is Bullet. Oh, no, no, Bullet's last. Oh, Bullet's last. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Postcards. Postcards from Nowhere. I, mean, I don't playing, know any of these It's playing right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, for me, Postcards was definitely the best sounding. It sounded like it belonged here. Like, yeah. it was like, and this, every, all the sounds were good. And when you heard it, it was like a real shit demo. Like, on my phone, with Tascam. It's a song I knew the least. Feedback. I... I, when recording it, was kind of guessing on everything, uh, and also just like you know, the drummer on this recording, uh, uh, Chris Matthews, daytime grave digger, and he's the drummer on the original. Recordings. Oh yeah, that's true too. He's, that's why he ended up on these recordings again because I was like, well, I like what he did, mm-hmm. and he's very easy to work with. He's got done great. Like you just tell him like, hey, I want it to sound like this, and he's like, oh, no problem. <laughs> yeah, gotta go dig a it. grave. <laughs> Listening to Cheap Trick on the way. Like, I would he's say, awesome. Uh, Postcards is definitely the most different from, I guess, the writing that you do. Hearing it forever. Yeah. This one is like, how did this happen? Yeah. Like, I don't even know. It's like you got drunk, woke up at a rodeo. Nah, it's funny. Postcards was written in, like, an afternoon. Like, it all, like, even the lyrics, everything, that whole song was done in less than a day. It definitely came off the best. Yeah. In my I opinion. think it's because it, once I finished it, I was like, that's it. Don't go back. Don't go it's back. Not, don't it, touch it. It really sounded like, I don't know, when I was going through the recording of the, the songs, they all sounded like singles to me. Um, Shotgun Radio seemed like the single because it was the it was more concise and the course was punchy and the feedback from a show or two yeah. was like oh I really like that one it's like the opening yeah. track and Postcards was like the one for me that was kind of like in the back it was good but it didn't seem to like 
punch through. And then Bullet, which is playing now, yeah. is probably my favorite one, but it's, it's also too. the more complicated one, therefore not the most pop-friendly one. Even though it's it's a clean, but melodic you know what's, thing. What's funny with Bullet, it is like the... It is the most complicated one, but at the same time, it's pretty simple. And for whatever reason, people that have listened on Spotify, this is the song that they sing. Like it the is. Cor- like the chorus, they'll they'll know like to sing the "Show No Mercy" part. This is my favorite one. Like I'll hear it, my roommates will sing it around the house. Like right, when it right, first right. came out, they were all listening to it like mm-hmm. nonstop. I was like, oh, this is cool. This, it flows good. Everything's good in it. Yeah. This is the one that it, like for me. Is my favorite one. Yeah. This one has my favorite lyrics. And it has the most energy live. Yes. It's got that punch to it. Yeah. Um, This one's literally the I'm going to dropkick a motherfucker song. Of overall of the recording. Like mastering, all that kind of, the technical stuff. Is there anything you would have liked to to do different? Nah. I think it sounds the way it's supposed to sound. And like, I think it's one of those things that when it was finally done, I was just like, it's done. Don't, yeah. Don't. Fuck Cause it. The, yeah, this stuff like, like even like the old Midnight Mob stuff. Like you the just first go on, EP. Edit, yeah, edit, like, here, like that shit was change, done like almost this, 10 years that. ago. And you're like, wow, I wish it didn't sound like this and it sounded like this instead. It's like, yeah, but like, why does it fucking matter? Yeah, right. <laughs> like you really and then can't, when you And then when you play live, it's, it's different. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think all the Misfit Saints stuff is written for live purposes. I think, well, all right. So, going off that is my one critique of the recording after hearing it now. I wish everything was more, it was louder and grittier as a recording. Uh, I think, especially for Bullet and Shotgun. I think the tempo could have been up maybe two beats. Maybe Shotgun. I think Bullet sits where it's supposed to. Because when Bullet gets too, too fast... Well, we heard that at the, the show. Yeah, we, Bullet's one of those songs that when it gets too fast... <laughs> it goes way off the tracks. It is not a fucking song anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's a bunch of fucking... It's, like, it's, a, a it's like an aneurysm on a drum set. It's so bad. It is, it's crazy. It is crazy. But, uh... No, I think I think the recordings came out the way they were supposed to. I think yeah, technically you could go back and like say, "Oh, I wish this, I wish that." But I think live for these songs, well, it it they take on a new I agree. like form. And I think And that's part of like why you go to shows and mm-hmm. stuff. Is, like, I think for all that. bands it should be yeah. like that because you know, you record it one way. Normally, it's a slower tempo, more controlled. It's a controlled environment. But live, it should be a energy explosion yeah. of some sort. It doesn't mean fast energy. It just means a raw yeah. energy. No, that's yeah. why I like, I like the recordings as they are. And I think live, they sound different, but they sound enough the same. Like, the, the songs are exactly the same. It's just a different 
type of energy right. coming at you. No, I agree. There's a it's like a radio energy versus uh, a live energy. Yeah, versus and like you can a, hear that a purge energy. <laughs> the best example would be ACDC. You hear yeah. ACDC record, it's slow as fuck. Then you hear ACDC live, and it's like, holy shit, this is intense. Yeah, they're like racing a train. It's fucking crazy. But the other thing that's a huge difference from anything we've ever done was the fact that we used, uh, let's say, a studio drummer versus our band's drummer. And yeah. I think that made a big difference. I think maybe if I wouldn't want to push tempo a little bit if we had a drummer that was like invested in it. You know, that was sweating it out in the rehearsal space and putting their, like, yeah. their raw energy into so it. I think the next recordings are definitely going to have Rainbow on the kit. Mm-hmm. But um, it's weird. After doing the first round of Misfit Saints stuff, where it was just me and Chris Matthews and Dave, just the three of us, that was, like, the first time I used, like, a studio drummer for anything. Well, it's a good experience. And at the same time, we were doing the Honest Brutal stuff, so we had Chris Beats, so I had... The two experiences back to back. And it was so different. So when I went to do this shit again, and after you were in on it, I was like, all right, well, I like I like what you bring as a guitar player. I want to keep something somewhat steady mm-hmm. from last time. So I was like, let me use the same studio drummer. Safe. Yeah. But now going forward that we have, you know... Rainbow playing drums like I like how he plays I like the shit he does I, I like that well now playing with him I could see these songs recorded differently. differently yes you know like yeah you could keep the same beats per minute but they'll come off differently They'll. I think this is why I like I think the recordings are good as they are I like him as the drummer because he brings like a, another form of like aggression to yeah, the songs yeah he has an energy because he hits so fucking hard yeah, he's like a yeah, meteor sure. And that, it's like everything else. Like, uh, you could talk in a monotone voice, or you could talk expressively. Oh, Billy never idles, yeah. and neither <laughs> should you. You know, <laughs> one thing is going to be, you know, more um, felt than the other thing. And every, everything has its own time and place, too. Yeah. That's what I think that whenever the next recording, whatever, anything goes thing, it's going uh, to be totally different. Yeah, it's I gonna agree. It's going to be a nice... I think, I think we should really shake it up for experimental reasons. And that's another thing. So this band is kind of geared towards doing everything non-traditional for what bands are doing now to promote themselves and everything like that. Um, we're kind of just fucking around. And yeah. Yeah, my friend... Uh, rather enjoying it. My friend and, couldn't believe that we didn't have a Facebook, so he made one for us. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Do everything for us. I, I was like, yeah, care. we don't have one. He's like, why? I was like, I don't want to fucking do it. And I, th- I think it's a waste of my fucking time. I think it's it's taken away from the fact that, like, you know, I I, I do this because I think it's fun. I'm not doing it as a business. I feel like Midnight Mob was run a little more like a business, which was good. We, we achieved a lot with it, but, you know, I'm not looking to run this like a business. It's also different, too, like running it like a business when you're doing everything versus running it like a business and you have people doing things for you. And you can yeah. still focus on creating, yeah. writing, playing. But when you're doing everything yourself, as most bands are doing, shit gets underwater real quick. And before you know it, you're not playing anymore. Like, yeah, you're, you're just showing you're up for practice. Out all the time. Yeah, you got so many things on your shoulder. And you have to be, I mean, if you're not stressed out and trying to make it as a musician, then you're not doing it right. Yeah, it's a clusterfuck and a half. Yeah. It's a minefield. You're drunk falling in. Yeah, that's why with the, 
the shit now. It's like if if I don't have something, it's it's usually on purpose. It's like and the other thing I too- don't have a Twitter, I don't have a Facebook. There's a Misfit Saints Instagram, but I'll touch it maybe once a week just because like it's more I, than me. I feel like Instagram is the only social media platform I understand because it's pictures. I hate reading. I'm not very good at reading. My attention span is like a rat. Like I just that's that's a social media platform geared towards me. And I think <laughs> I think more from bands they try to get out on all of them at the same time. And I think that's a real shit way of doing it because they're doing quality over um, they're doing, doing quantity, quantity over quality. And you're spreading yourself all over the place. It's so hard to keep up. Yeah, just go with to all one. That shit. Just go to one, master it, and then move on and, yeah. and figure it out. You have all the time in the world to do it. So as long as you're doing something every day, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's it. And then at the same time, getting better in the rehearsal space and better live show and standing, you know, out in front of people. And yeah, even with like, like we were joking around, but I think I want to actually try this. Is a like a barter system. For the merch, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Because I wanna, I wanna make our own merch, but I don't. I'm not gonna try hard. Like I'm just gonna buy really cheap shirts and like spray paint them. Like fuck the misfits. Yeah. So if you wanna trade a beer for a shirt, yeah, or like, I don't know, a coupon. Spend is about (laughs) as little as possible. (laughs) Getting express coupons for a shirt. Yeah, like I just wanna, like wanna go back to olden days where we trade for goods. Medieval (laughs) times. Just keep it meaty and good. Like I, I, someone could even be like, I don't have any goods, but I have services. I'm a magician. I'll be like, fuck, I sign me up. I could use you Sunday, actually. Yeah. yeah. I need you to pull some fucking flowers out yeah. of your sleeves ASAP. Yeah, for sure. I got some people expecting yeah. miracles. Yeah, like uh, goods, services, <laughs> I don't know, a classy high five. A bread maker. <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah, anything. Yeah, that'd be better. I don't want I don't want to carry a cash box. That's well, that, what it is. Yeah, and you <laughs> I know what? I just want to carry a I, trundle. I, I think it's fucking annoying, too, how bands are always charging $10 at the door if they have the option not to charge any money at the door. If you're trying to make a living at playing some bullshit dive bar on a weekend yeah. for $10 at the door, good luck getting people to spend their hard-earned money for your band that's not really generating anything at the moment. Yeah, if people aren't going to pay $10 at the door, they're not going to pay $20 for a t-shirt at your table. Yeah, and then so you're... So, like, then you're what's ra- the it's, point? It's just, better off you just let people come to a free show. Yeah, just pack the room. Get people yeah. interested in your stuff, like, first, and then sell your wares. But then you have... Uh, the opposite view let's, right. let's like play like devil's advocate here sure. where it's like well if you charge at the door and you're getting a hundred percent of the door split with the door and it's a tuesday night wednesday night maybe five people walk in that's 50 bucks maybe you have to split it with so and so it's 25 bucks and no one bought merch yeah, so what? imagine if that was a free show and no one bought merch you walk out with no money right so it's one of those things is like... Well, then I would argue why you plan on a Tuesday or Wednesday on a, Yeah, either for way. For a free show. <laughs> either way. No, not even that. Because let's, let's think of the times we were touring and we had like a weird night touring in a random city. Yeah. But you got to hustle your merch. True. You got you to be a salesperson. You got to be like the Mr. Wonderful, like selling the car, like type shit. Yeah, that's when your, your personality comes out and you start... Well, also, people will pay if you put out a good... Um, you know, good quality, good shit. quality shit. Yeah. Whether it's acoustic, electric, whatever the fuck you're doing, you're playing the keyboard with your dick. It doesn't even matter. Like as long, yeah, I'd pay to see that. That sounds crazy. Yeah, people will support something they find value in. So you got to give value. If you suck, there's no value in sucking. So, um, you know, 
I would say never ever charge money at the door until you start paying playing big clubs and you're making money off that. People are already coming to see you anyway and yeah. spending money. If you to buy if merch. you literally have a text message thread with everybody who walked in at your show, you should not be charging at the door. Mm. If right, right, it's right. let's say it's five people come to your show. You literally texted or called all five of those people to come in. Chances are one of them came with you to help you carry your shit. That's very true. They came in through the back door. Another, another one came in kind of early, help you carry your shit because they're your friends. So there's three people that you text. Right. Hey, you coming to the show? Hey, you coming to the show? Cool. Can't wait to see you. Bring some people. Bring some people. They don't bring people. They show nope. up by themselves. But they showed up. And that's appreciated. When you're playing venues where like you did not text anyone and 100 people showed up, that's when you can charge at the door. Yeah, that's when you can get a cut because you know something's going on, something yeah. good. Or you teamed up properly with someone that, that you work well yeah, with. Yeah, but if the five people that came in, that $50 you made, if you texted every single one of those people, you need to give them their $10 yeah, or back. Or if you share their DNA. Yeah, your parents don't count, even though like <laughs> they are like the OG supporters. That's very true. But, um, yeah, so we're going to do Misfit Saints. There's no website or anything. You can just find Misfit Saints on Spotify. Nah, I'm still on the edge about that one. If I do a website for Misfit Saints, I want it to be something completely unrelated. Yeah, you could do that. Like, uh, do I have the domain the name. I might just we make a website. You go to it, MisfitSaints.com, and it just says, fuck the Misfit Saints, and there's no options for anything else. You could do whatever you want. Yeah, all right, maybe that's it. Don't touch the kids. <laughs> <laughs>